Podcast. I'm your host, Yana Greg B, and it is chapter 163. It's been a little bit since I did a regular episode. Last couple times out, um, I think uh, Drew was with me, and or I did shorter episodes. I don't even remember at this point. Uh, it's been a while <laughs> since I've done an episode, but uh, unfortunately, Drew will not be joining me today as uh, he is not. He's in school. He's got kindergarten now, so he's busy. He's busy. Um, but uh, I am uh, raging on, and I will be having a full-time episode, so there's a lot to talk about since, uh, since it's been a while. Uh, but before we do all that, just in case you haven't already, I know I talk about it all the time, but in case you haven't already, uh, go check out the YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. Uh, lots of Posting lots of videos every day, sometimes multiple in a day so just lots of videos going up lots of cool stuff go check it out um if you're into that kind of thing well i mostly you know it's collectibles mostly cards opening cards sports cards and stuff but also some other collectible stuff and um you know some other things too so go check it out it's a cool time uh if you stumbled upon this uh podcast somehow and you haven't subscribed to it on one of the platforms uh there's plenty of ways you can get this uh, first of all, you can go to the blog, razorvader.blogspot.com, and just listen to it there. Um, you could do that. But if you want it on your phone and, and automatically download it and stuff, I suggest subscribing on Apple Podcasts. That's one way. Stitcher, that's another way. Spotify, yep, on Spotify. And now Amazon. Yeah, just go to Amazon.com and search One Man Renegade Podcast, and it pops up, and you can listen to it on Amazon through your device or any of your devices, any of your fire sticks or your fire fire Kindles or whatever. Um, it's on, I think it's part of the Audible, doc, they're like Audible um, thing. So go check it out on Amazon, um, Stitcher, if I didn't, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Uh, go, you know, give it five stars, give it a nice review and all that fun stuff. And also check out all my uh, lovely <laughs> social media that's I, I don't I don't I don't do a ton on the social media I just kind of post what's on you know what's available now like the podcast when that's available I post it uh, when uh, there's a new video on uh, YouTube I post it that's pretty much all I use it for but hey you can check it out anyways it's at uh, one man renegade uh, at one man renegade on Twitter and Instagram and then one man renegade podcast page on Facebook all right with that all out of the way it's been a while so I've watched a bunch of movies, and it's time for matinee moments. All right, kicking things off, um, and it's been a while since I watched this movie, but I never talked about it in the podcast, so I should probably bring it up. Suicide Squad, or is it The Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad. I forget. What, was the original one Suicide Squad, and this was The Suicide Squad? I think that's... I think that's... Could have that backwards. But in any event, the new Suicide Squad movie uh, that came out uh, in theaters and also on... HBO Max. I just watched it on HBO Max. Um, I think I watched it either the day it came out. Yeah, it must have been the day it came out. Actually, no, they had it the night before. I watched it the night before. That's right. Because it was supposed to come out on Friday or whatever. But because, like, you know, the theaters, you can go see it, like, the night before. It technically counts as Friday. For HBO Max, they're like, well, we probably should do the same thing because it's kind of makes sense. So I did watch it. Um, some thoughts. 
it's better than the first one for sure. Um, they obviously went for it with this one in terms of uh, being an R-rated film, which arguably the first one should have been. I mean, you're dealing with Suicide Squad. It's kind of a dark. Well, I wouldn't say dark. It's kind. Of, I don't know. It just lends itself better for an R-rated film. I think. Especially with the DC stuff. I wouldn't say it was necessarily dark. I mean, the premise is somewhat dark. Sh- sure. Um, here's a bunch of bad guys. Hey, do some good stuff for us or we'll kill you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Which, you know, is what it is. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, so it was kind of weird because I was like, well, how many of the characters are they going to bring back? And they brought back a few of them. Obviously, Harley Quinn. Um, but then, like, they brought back some, and it was kind of like, eh. But it's weird, because the way the movie starts, you know, because you see all the advertisements, and you kind of know who's in the movie. But the way the movie starts, it's like, wait, who are all these people? And then it's like two like two minutes in, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, I, I see what they did. I see what they did. So there's almost like it starts off one way, and then it's like, nope, going in a different direction. Um... Which is kind of funny because I was like, hmm, that's weird. I didn't know so-and-so was in this movie or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it too much. But basically, basically a bunch of people get killed off real quick. I'm not going to say who or how. But basically, there's a whole bunch of people that it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're gone. Um, and then it's like, yeah, the other people that you really are paying attention to, that's, 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 yeah, that's the movie now. So it's like the first, like, part of the movie is like, man, this doesn't even really matter for the actual movie. I mean, it does and it doesn't, but regardless of any of that, um, uh, I did enjoy it. I did think it was a pretty good movie. Um, I didn't love it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just felt off. And, And, you know, it's James Gunn, so obviously he did the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, so there's, you know, there's that element of it. It was trying to be, you know, a comedy. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy movies are, are comedies, you know, disguised as superhero movies. And, um, you know, that's sort of kind of what this was trying to be. Um, just on an R-rated level when with DC characters. Uh, but a lot of it was kind of... There was just a lot of... Uh, it just Some of the things just didn't hit. And, and and I think the problem, I think if this came out, if this movie came out and there was never the first movie, I think it would have been better. I think the issue with this movie, though, was because there was that first movie. Now you're kind of playing it as a sequel, but also like a reboot. But at the same time, it's kind of the same movie in a, in a way. Um, and I, I don't want to get into like the details of that, but it's like, wait, so now you just have Idris Elba instead of Will Smith, but it's still with the daughter and it's like the same thing it's like wait a minute he's wait he's kill shot and not dead shot like wait wait or you know it's like um is it kill shot now i'm now i said that and now i don't even know if it was it uh um right it's kill shot um but anyways um yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's kill shot instead of dead shot. Okay. Um, sure. Whatever. Um, but, um, not to, not to, <laughs> not to confuse with the, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? 
uh, the the there's so many different characters from like the different things that are like the same character. Um, what's the one from like? Um, no, no. What's there's the there's like it's like the bullseye, yeah, bullseye from um, Daredevil and Marvel, but he's the Marvel guy. So it's like, wait, that's the Marvel version. But then there's two versions that are DC. They're kind of the same character in a way. Uh, I mean, they have the same, like, kind of gimmick. Uh, I mean, because then there's the whole Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson, Deadpool, Deathstroke thing. That's just... I mean, there's a lot of them like that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Doom Patrol, you could argue it was X-Men before X-Men was X-Men. Uh, Doom Patrol Season 3 coming out today as I'm speaking, though. Uh, starts today. I, um... Still haven't watched season three of Titans yet. I still I, I don't know if that matters um, for Doom Patrol. Probably not. Although I, Doom Patrol wasn't season one of Titans, so I, I don't know if they play any callbacks to anything in Titans from Doom Patrol. Eventually, I will watch them. But um, what am I talking about? Suicide Squad. Enough about Suicide Squad. Decent, worth a watch. It's no longer on HBO Max because it's past the 31 days, so I just wait until it comes back on HBO Max, or it's or however that's gonna, however that works specifically. I don't know. But speaking of HBO Max, I watched a couple other HBO Max movies that were the in same day in theater, also on HBO Max. Uh, Reminiscence. Uh, speaking of X Men, because uh, Hugh Jackman's in this movie. Um, this movie was okay. It kind of reminded me. Well, yeah, I'm trying to remember what it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Minority Report, but then a little bit of Inception. And then there's some other movie that I'm, I can't think the name of that kind of reminded me of. Uh, but basically, the way this movie works is like is Hugh Jackman along with the chick from Westworld because it's by the peop some people that did Westworld and then there's another chick from Westworld and I was like wait that chick's from Westworld and I'm like oh yeah that's um that makes sense <laughs> it's a lot of people involved with Westworld in this show but anyways um or in this movie excuse me uh but yeah so basically they run this like facility that helps people remember certain things so like this one woman like Lose, or loses her keys or something or whatever. So it goes in and like, oh, I can't you know, remember where I put my keys. Okay, well, let's put you in this machine and we'll relive the memory and find out what you, you know, where your keys are. Or you know, some people like to just relive old memories, you know, as like, you know, just to re go back and relive the memories. And then they kind of see the memories and they're the people are kind of reliving it. But then they go... Like, they can ask them questions and bring up stuff. So, it works well if there's crimes and stuff. Um, you know, so that kind of part reminded me of Minority Report in a way. Just kind of like it's that weird kind of like thing where it's like you can kind of see something happening even though you didn't see it happening. Uh, kind of reminded me of that. Um, but basically, like, there's there's this woman that then he falls in love with and it's a whole thing. I don't want to get into too many details without spoiling stuff. But uh, basically, that's the main premise is Hugh Jackman... Um, running this facility and things kind of go off the rails and now he's trying to figure out some stuff and what happened to these this woman and, and everything um it's not bad but i don't know it just kind of fell flat for me 
I just didn't keep my interest too much. I'm like, eh, it's, it's, it just wasn't as interesting as I... The premise seemed more interesting than the actual execution of the movie, I think, was my biggest issue with that. Um, uh, I think that one is still on HBO Max, maybe, for another week or so. I forget when it actually came out. Uh, it might be close, though, to the time time's up. Uh, so check that out. Next one that I watched was Malignant. Uh, it's the new James Wan movie. Of course, James Wan. Uh, Primar- uh, What's the word I'm trying to look for? Primarily related to horror movies. Obviously, he's done other stuff because he did Aquaman. He did one of the Fast and Furious movies. I feel which... Did he do seven? I can't remember which one he did. I still haven't seen Fast, and, Fast 9, though, yet. Um, but, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, he's moved on to bigger and brighter things, um, in terms of like big, uh, you know, uh, uh, blockbuster movies and stuff, but he got his start with the horror genre for sure. I, I'm trying to remember, was his first movie Saw or was it something else? So wait, what, uh, no, 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 hold on. I gotta go to, I hate how it's always director, there we go. No, he, well, so he did something called Stygland. No idea what that is. Uh, seems like some low-budget thingy. But then, yeah, Saw was his first, like, real movie. So then he did Saw, he did Insidious, he did um, Conjuring. The first two Conjurings, the first two Insidiouses. Uh, but obviously did Aquaman. He did yeah, Furious Seven. It was was Furious Seven. Uh, he did something couple couple movies called Dead Silence and Death Sentence. I don't know. I'm not familiar with those ones. But any any event, um, Malignant was his new uh, horror genre like movie. Um, it was an interesting one. Um, so basically, the premise is there's this 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 woman who. Um, you know, you, you kind of don't know what's going on at first because, like, they're doing this whole thing with, like, a mental institution. And they're talking about removing a cancer and, like, it's unclear what exactly is happening. But you cut to this, there's this woman um, and um, she's uh, trying to have a baby and having issues having kids and her husband and this whole thing with her husband. And then out of nowhere, someone comes out of the house and, like, a ghost type thing starts attacking, kills the husband. And then all of a sudden she starts seeing things and it's like seeing like this, whatever it is, like attacking people and stuff. And then you learn more about it and, and everything. I don't want to spoil it again, but uh, basically, you know, there's this, this whole, you know, story about her kind of, she, she can see what this person or whatever it is, is doing to people before, like as they're doing it. Um, and then she's trying to like go to the police and stuff and get help and everything but um there's kind of a big twist in the middle i, I don't want to really, i don't want to spoil it again i don't want to spoil it but it's a big twist and then when they reveal the twist it's kind of like i don't know that i like that i don't know i just i felt like it was it was a little bit too much a little bit over, a little too over the top for me um it wasn't it wasn't subtle enough 
like the thing about Saw that I really loved, and the first one, you know, it obviously went in different directions uh, and later on in the in the Saw franchise, but he's he only did the first one. That's it. He just did the first one, and the thing that was so great about the first movie was the twist at the end. And if you were paying close enough attention, you might have been able to figure it out. But at the same time, it was just one of those things where it's like, what? Like, whoa. But it's like, it works. And it kind of makes sense. Obviously, they did more and more twists. And this, like, every that was kind of a gimmick. There's there's a twist in this and blah, blah, blah. And you got to figure it out in the Saw movies. And some of them were decent. Some of them were bleh. Um, and obviously, they weren't his movies. You know, he just did the first one. Um, but, um, yeah, the thing about this, you know, so, like... You know, you kind of see a you know a twist coming, but this one I just didn't think worked quite as well as like the Saw. That doesn't mean it wasn't a bad movie. I thought it was decent. Uh, it's very violent, for sure. There's lots of gore and and, uh, and uh, violence in it. Um, it's definitely R-rated. You know, Insidious. You know, you take a movie like Insidious or even like The Conjuring, where you know. They're frightening, but they're not that gory. This one was a little more gory. It was almost kind of like a slasher film on top of this kind of, you know, other film. Uh, but not bad. I, I mean, if you're looking for a new horror film, there's worse <laughs> you can do than that. Um, but yeah, that's it for the HBO Max movies. Uh, of course, we. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Cry Macho came out last week, and I haven't watched it yet. It's the new Clint Eastwood movie. Kind of looks a little bit like the other Clint Eastwood, the last bunch of Clint Eastwood movies he's put out. Um, but uh, it's a Clint Eastwood movie, so I'm sure it's worth a watch. But yeah, Cry Macho, that, that's out now on HBO Max. I'll probably watch that soon. But then I watched a couple of... Um, a couple of uh, Netflix movies. I watched Woman in the Window... I forget when it came out. It was earlier in the summer, I think. It was this movie was originally supposed to be in theaters, and just because of everything, it just it they whoever just was like you know what I don't we don't want to deal with it anymore. Who wants it? Netflix bought it up. It's got Amy Adams, Julianne Moore, um, and uh, the guy that I'm blanking my, his name. Uh, oh come on, <laughs> the guy. You know the guy. He was he was Commissioner Gordon in the good Batman movies. Um, Gary Oldman is in it, uh, and basically it's about this. Amy Adams plays this this woman who got divorced, but you know is divorced, separated or whatever from her husband and and daughter, a daughter or yeah whoever her family, and she lives in this house, and she's. Um, Agoraphobic is that is that the is that the right term? Where like she w refuses to leave her house and won't leave her house, um, and basically just spends her time just like looking out the window and and uh, and um, just trying to avoid people and and everything like that. She'll talk on the phone with people, but other than that, and but then like weirdly she has this guy living like in her basement or something which was confusing to me i never i didn't really understand that part it's like wait she doesn't like to really interact with people or go outside but then she's got this guy living in her basement like what 
Eh, it was confusing. Uh, but anyways, she observes that this new family moves across the street. And, like, some shenanigans happen. And it's all very confusing. And you have to figure out exactly what's real and what's not real. And what really happened. And what, you know, she perceived to be happening. Because she's kind of losing it or whatever. Uh, it was alright. Uh, it wasn't, like, amazing. It, it kept my interest enough. But, I don't know. It just kind of fell flat. It wasn't, it wasn't anything great. Um, but... It's on Netflix, worth a watch if you have the time. It's got a decent cast. Like I said, it's got Julianne Moore, uh, Amy Adams, Gary Oldman. So, you know, Oscar winners, you know, um, are nominated. Have they all won? I'm trying to think. They all been nominated, I'm pretty sure. Gary Oldman won. Amy Adams won. Did Julianne Moore win? I don't know if she won. Nominated though, I can't remember. But anyways, regardless, check it out. And then just most most yeah most recently, I watched Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, this was an interesting movie. I, I didn't really know anything about it, but I was like, all right, Gunpowder Milkshake. This okay. What is this all about? Um, it's got um, Karen Gillan, uh, who. He is of Marvel fame, plays um, Nebula in the Marvel universe, um, and then also plays uh, is in J the Jumanji movies as one of the characters in the video game. Um, but um, yeah, she's so her mom, played by Lena Headley. Of course, you know her from Game of Thrones, among many other things. Uh, Three hundred, and she was in Sarah Connor and the Terminator. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, what else was she in? She's been in so many things. I can't. I just topped my head. Those are the ones I could think of. Um, but like, basically, her mom is like sort of a hitman type of thing. But then she has to go away. But then the daughter falls in her footsteps. Basically, is hot, you know, gets is works for this like firm, and and they have her do things, you know, sort of, sort of, I don't know, John Wicky type, you know, kind of a John Wick type thing, sort of, sort of like that, I guess, you know, John Wick before he retired, um, but you know, then gets back into it or whatever. I don't know. There's lots of movies like this at this point. Um, I feel like John Wick was kind of the, so it's lots of violence, lots of action, lots of you know, craziness. Um, but basically, like, she gets in a situation where she accidentally kills this guy, but then he's got a daughter, so now he's got a now she's got to find the daughter. Um, yeah, and then there's twists and turns and you know stuff like that. It's, it's not bad. I mean, it's a very violent film for sure. You know, it's again along the lines of a John Wick or or something along those, uh, something like that. Uh, but pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good movie for something I hadn't really heard much about. Um, so yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. I, I came out. I, I forget when it came out. A few, a couple months ago, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, solid, solid film. If you have a, if you have a chance to watch it, go check it out on Netflix. 
Now, next up, I'll talk about I, I, movies I have not seen yet. Well, one movie that's out and I just haven't seen it. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Um, and, you know, given that I'm, I, I do watch all the Marvel films, it's, it's tough to not having seen this yet. But Shang-Chi, although I don't know how it works necessarily in the MCU too much. I'm sure it does. Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, they did announce just recently that it will be available on Disney Plus starting in November as part of Disney Plus Day, which I think is the anniversary of when Disney Plus launched back uh, a couple years ago. Um, so that's going to be dropped then, so I'll probably wait till then. I don't, I can't see myself going into theaters anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, that's probably where I will catch it. Um, for good good things it's gotten good reviews it did well at the box office so i look forward to checking it out i just wonder exactly how it's gonna work its way into the rest of the mcu of course we still have eternals uh, coming up um at the beginning of november and then spider-man uh no way home coming up at the end of december um trailer drop for that uh Looks pretty interesting, you know. They haven't really given away too much in the trailer. I mean, all there's all, there's all the rumors about everyone coming back, uh, but they did give us a little Doc Ock uh, action in the trailer. Um, so it's unclear as to who and what and how many are going to be back from the original sets of well, the original well, the original trilogy, and then the the, the, the Andrew Garfield versions. As well, it's, un it's unclear. I mean, Jamie Foxx has pretty much been confirmed. But, you know, that... It's unclear. It's unclear. We'll find out, I guess, uh, when we get closer. But obviously, Doctor Strange is heavily involved in uh, this one as well. And they're going to start doing the multiverse stuff. As they have already started doing with um, Loki and... Um, and What If, we'll talk about. Although, I don't know how canon What If is. But it certainly... And, you know, it's certainly exploring the ideas of different uh, uh, universes and, and whatnot, multi multiverses, as it were. Uh, but the one other new movie news I am pretty excited about uh, is that they announced that the new Halloween movie that's coming out in October will be in theaters still. It's still coming out October, I think, 15th. Um, but it's also going to be similar to how they're doing the HBO Max movies. It's going to be same day on Peacock. Yes, it's going to be same day on Peacock. So get ready for that if you're a big fan of the Halloween movies. If you really, if you, I mean, I really enjoyed the, the the newer Halloween movie. Obviously, you know, a lot of people have their issues with it because it basically eliminates everything that happened in every single Halloween other than the first one. Um, you know, which is, you know, on some cases, it's like, okay, that's cool, that's fine. But in other cases, it's like, well, what about 2? Two? 2 wasn't bad. Now you just ignore 2, but obviously they wanted to get rid of the whole idea that um, they were brother and sister. Um, so they completely ignore that. So then it's like, oh, wait, yeah, you, you know you're not brother and sister anymore. It's like, oh, wait, we're not brother and sister anymore. And, of course, then there was all that nonsense that was in, like, 5 and 6 that like there was that with the one of Paul Rudd and stuff and there was like this like curse and stuff yeah the curse of Michael Myers I should say um they kind of you know they 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 re they re uh 
Sin did all that stuff with H2O, I believe. And then there was Resurrection. And yeah, there's just, there's been a lot of Halloweens. So, and obviously there's Rob Zombie ones too, but those were kind of completely separate. But this one does, you know, obviously the new Halloween, uh, the newest Halloween was well, a couple years ago. Um, or is it, was it three years ago at this point? I can't even remember. Um, just, you know, said, no, none, none of that counts. This We're doing it after the first one. Which happens, it's been happening a lot with a lot of movies uh, recently. But no, this is a sequel to that one. So, it's Halloween 3, if you want to look at it that way, sort of. But not the original Halloween 3. Because original Halloween 3 had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, but... In a way, it's Halloween three, sort of. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you'd do that. But Halloween Kills is the actual name of the movie, and it's going to be on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, go check it out on October fifteenth. Um, I guess I'll mention one more thing before we uh, get get into the TV because this is TV related because it's going to be on HBO Max, so that's sort of TV. But obviously, it's a prequel of The Sopranos, which was definitely TV. Um, and uh, Many Saints in Newark, uh, October 1st. So only a little bit over a week until that drops on HBO Max. So um, if you were ever a fan of uh, The Sopranos, uh, definitely you're going to definitely want to check that out. So if you have HBO Max, you I mean, it's also in theaters, I believe. Uh, but um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Also kind of interesting that James Gandolfini's son is actually playing, you know, Tony Soprano as a younger younger boy, younger man, um, before all the everything that was happening in The Sopranos uh, obviously happened. That was, I'm just trying to think, was, is his name James Gandolfini Jr.? I don't think it is. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of, but I was thinking, wait, 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 what's his name? I can't think of his name. Um... I just know him as James Gandolfini's son. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, come on. My computer does not want to work. Someone, someone's like yelling, yelling, just nailing the name at the screen. Um, Michael. Okay, Michael Gandolfini. So it's not James Gandolfini Jr. Uh, what else has he been? I was trying to think. What else has he... Oh, he was in The Deuce. That's right. Okay, because I keep on seeing the commercials. Like, wait, what was he in? I know he was in something I was watching. Um, the Deuce. Yeah, the show. That, the HBO show. with. Um, yeah, he played like the, the son of the other guy that was in The Wire um, and other things. Uh, but... Um, Anyways, all right, just there you go. So now that leads into <gasps> small screen sweeps. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about what if since I already already mentioned it uh, briefly there. Since uh, we're talking about Spider-Man and multiverses and stuff, so yeah. So what if uh, it's on uh, Disney Plus? It's been I think there's been seven episodes already. Um, it's it's an interesting concept. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, basically, it's uh, it's all cartoons, but it's basically kind of going off of what happened sort of at the end of Loki, where he set off all the 
different timelines um, at the end. They set up all the different timelines at the end and kind of like, well, what if this happened? What if this happened? So they've done seven episodes so far. The first one was what if Peggy Carter had taken the super soldier serum instead of, uh, instead of, uh, I want to say Chris Evans, but I, Steve Rogers. Um, then, uh, then there was, uh, what if, uh, uh, T'Challa was Black Panther. There was, what if all the Avengers got killed? What if there was zombies? That was one of them. I don't, these aren't in order. I can't, I don't remember what order they, what if Doctor Strange, um, what if, um, the, the other doctor, the, uh, Rachel McAdams character and I'm blanking on her name. What if she had died in the accident and and he didn't hurt his hand? What would have happened? Or he didn't like you know break his hand or whatever. Uh, what would have happened then? Uh, then there was what if uh, Killmonger had saved Tony Stark from the beginning of Iron Man? And then the most recent one was what if Loki and Thor were not brothers or didn't they didn't grow up together? Basically, it was like, what if Loki was given back to his people and they didn't, Loki and Thor didn't grow up um, as brothers. Uh, that one was interesting. <laughs> uh, that one was definitely very interesting. Um, like, I feel like they were just on the set of the new Thor movie and it was like, yeah, just record some stuff and we'll do, do something. I don't know, it was kind of weird. But anyways, um, they're not bad. I mean, they're pretty good so far. I, don't, I, I think there's one more episode to go. Uh, for the season, I could be wrong. I think there was only going to be what, eight episodes for the season. I think they already are working on a season two, though. Um, so let's see. What would. What would. Uh, but I mean, it is interesting to see the amount of people that are back, or, you know, they got to do their voices. Um. But then it's weird the people that aren't, didn't come to, didn't do their voices. Oh, there's, so there's going to be nine episodes. I take that back. So nine episodes. Uh, I don't know what the last two are. They've been kind of, they've been pretty, uh, you know, quiet about that. And then a second nine episode season is expected to premiere as early as 2022. So obviously they're well on the way of working on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, they've kept them under wraps, what the episodes have been about. I haven't really seen too many things ahead of time of what they're going to be. I mean, I did see that. I knew this one week was going to be Thor before it came out. Cause like the day before they kind of like mentioned, oh yeah, this one's going to be about this. So maybe they do that a couple days ahead. I don't know. I got way behind, uh, when it first started, I, I, so I had to catch up. So, but I'm all caught up now. Uh, I do enjoy it. It's fun, interesting stuff. Um, I don't know how much it's going to play into anything, you know, the MCU for real. I don't know if, I, 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 I just don't know how it's going to work. We'll find out, I guess. Um, uh, what else is going on? So, uh, the CW DC shows continue on. Uh, it's a Stargirl started up and, uh, second season. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. Supergirl's back to finish off its final season. I don't know how many more episodes are left, but um, I kind of feel like it. It's a. It's you know, this this has been a tough season. I feel like they yeah. 
I'm not surprised the show's ending. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know what. It, I don't know some of the plot lines have been kind of like, yeah, kind of done this before a little bit, uh, and just it's I don't know they haven't been as interesting. I feel like so it's kind of like ah maybe it is time for the show to go away. Um, Legends of Tomorrow finished up a few weeks ago. I don't know when the new seasons start because it's kind of weird. Everything got pushed back last season, so it's kind of like where the new season is going to be out like, like soon or 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 what even is the new seasons what shows are coming back i don't even know i mean i'm assuming flash is coming back uh but when i i don't know uh, i superman and lois coming back at some point but yeah i'm still i don't know when these shows are coming back um i mean obviously no supergirl's not coming back i think batwoman's coming back could be wrong. I think Black Lightning is over. I, I, that was one I never really watched, but I think it ended. But then I think they were going to do a new show. I don't know. I can't keep track. I kind of lost track of what's what, but when they're on, I'll watch them. Um, uh, also back in sort of, well, it's weird. So American Horror Story came back. Um, but this season's called a double feature. So the first like half of the season, I think there's you know split up into two like stories. So the first half of the season, which I think just wrapped up, um, was is about like is it was set in Provincetown. Well, mo- the majority of it was set in Provincetown in the winter, and basically like this guy went there. This guy and his family went there to like write. Um, cause he's like a writer for like Hollywood or something, I don't, whatever. And, and then apparently like this person created this pill that helps people be creative, but, but they have to then drink blood to like, um, to counteract the, the effects of the, of the pill or else they turn into these weird, like zombie, z- zombie vampire creatures. I don't know. It was it was kind of interesting, um, but but I think that's over now. So now the news half of the season is going to start next week, I believe. I'm I'm not even percent sure. Um, and it's called Death Valley. So the first part was Red Tide, and the second part is Death Valley. Um, so I don't quite exactly know what that has to deal with but given like the promotional information it seems like it has to do with aliens so yeah i'm guessing aliens somehow or some way but i guess we'll find out next week um yeah so i'm guessing there's gonna be six more episodes i I actually uh, i actually don't even know how many episodes are gonna be uh, but I mean, obviously, the first half of the season was six. I'd imagine the second half of this season six. That would kind of make sense and go along um, with what they were doing. But I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So we'll find out what the second half of the season is about. The first half of the season, Red Tide, um, it wasn't bad. It, you know, vampire type situations. It had Macaulay Culkin in it, which fine. I don't know. Um, but it was fine. It it was it wasn't great, but it was it was fine. Um, 
So the Goldbergs just returned last night with a Bill and Ted sort of episode. Not really. They basically more or less, uh, uh, you know, did the final goodbyes for Pops because George Siegel obviously passed away in real life. So they kind of had to deal with that in the show. So they kind of had the goodbye for him that episode, which made sense. And then the Wonder Years is back, but not th- not those Wonder Years. It's a different show called the Wonder Years. Uh, yeah, they're just revamping the Wonder Years with a black family instead of a white family, but it's set in the same time period, the 60s. Although I was trying to figure that out. Um, so this first episode basically, you know, kind of sets up the plot, but then it starts the first episode, like the ending is basically the day um, Martin Luther King got shot. So, yeah. Whereas with the original Wonder Years, I don't know... I don't know exactly when the time frame for that was. Like the first episode... I remember there being something significant thing happening in the first episode, but I don't know if it was anything specifically related to... I can't, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've watched the Wonder Years. The original Wonder Years. Uh, with Fred Savage, of course. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch those. Are they streaming somewhere? They must be on something. I know there was issues when they were trying to do the DVDs, which eventually they did put out with all the music. All the music they had used. They they had so much issues getting a lot, the rights and, and uh, you know, having it me, me, being worth it to get the rights to put out the DVDs. And then eventually they did do it, um, from what I recall. Um, but... I don't know if they got all the rights. I feel like they didn't. I feel like they were like, we tried the best we could, but you're going to have to deal with some nonsense fake music and some of these, um, or replacement music, I suppose, which is always annoying. I remember I was, uh, some, uh, a year or so ago, I was watching all the episodes of Cheers. And, you know, there wasn't a ton of music in Cheers. Don't get me wrong. It's not like Wonder Years for sure. But it was just like, there was one couple episodes when I was like, wait a minute, I that song is... I don't remember what, what is that song? It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, oh, they had to replace the music because whatever. Um, it's dumb. And then I was watching the first when I remember, I remember I was watching the Supernatural this earlier this year. The first season for some reason had the music got replaced, but then the rest of the the rest of the rest of it was fine. So it was weird. Like the, for whatever reason, the first season they didn't have the rights to the music and they. Just replaced a bunch of stuff, but for the later seasons, it was fine. Um, I mean, it's just the timing-wise, I guess. Because I'm assuming now, like nowadays, like back then, you weren't getting the rights to a, a song. You got, all right, here, I got the rights to this song for the show. But you weren't thinking, oh, there's going to be DVDs and eventually streaming and whatever whatever else down the line. Um, you were just thinking, oh, yeah, we'll get the rights to use it on the TV. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. You don't, you, you have the rights to use it on TV, but you don't have rights to use it for distribution and blah, blah, Obviously, I feel like, you know, the record companies taking all the hits, um, you know, starting with the Napster stuff and just how the decline of the record record companies have been um, and music and stuff. It's like they needed to get other ways to make the money. And obviously, <laughs> they chose chose to lose those, use those loopholes. But... I feel like nowadays, ever since that sort of became a thing, like when you get the rights to music now, you just get the right, you get it for everything. You, you, you negotiate a deal like, all right, 
when we're using the mu- music for the show that's going to be on TV and DVD and streaming or you know whatever. Um, I just don't know if there's like something in the future that can then mess it up again too, where it's like, oh well, we didn't know they're going to have beaming to your brain, and you can't use the music for beams to the brain or something. That was a kind of a Simpsons reference there, um, kind of. Anyways, all right. So yeah, Wonder Years. Eh, I don't know. It's only one episode so far. It's fine, but it's kind of like, eh, I kind of want to watch the old Wonder Years. Uh, all right. Uh, Rick and Morty finished up their season. Uh, it was weird. They kind of like took a break for a couple weeks, and then they came back and did the final two together. Uh, and then Rick replaced Morty with some crows. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was fine. I was working Morty. It just got, got a weird. A couple of the episodes were just like weird. This. I mean, not. It's probably the same about every year season. There's some that are just yeah, they're a little weird. But they went back to the um, Citadel. That was cool to see again. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes for the next season to, to come up. I'd imagine it wouldn't be as long as it normally is, just because they've had the contract under. Um, you know, they they had that big long contract in in place and stuff. And there's no issues there, and just kind of like they, I'm sure they've just been working nonstop since uh all that so i i'd hope next year there'll be another season but we'll see um robot chicken's back i haven't watched it yet but it's weird they're not doing week to week they've been doing like every weekdays they've been doing like monday through thursday the last few weeks i don't know how long they're gonna go but i just i haven't had a chance to watch them yet i need to catch up at some point um and then finally well actually no not finally. I take that back. Um, the current show I'm watching right now, in terms of like just you know, I, I pick a pick a I, kind of the same thing I do with the games for Greg, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'll just I have a list of shows I have not watched. I'll pick a random show out of that. Outside of the current airing shows too, I like to keep current with the shows I've always kind of watched. But I like if I'm looking for like a new show to watch, I'll just pick a show that I'm gonna watch. You know, straight you know front to back. You know, some of them aren't over, so then you kind of catch up and when there's a new season and stuff. But uh, I picked Bosch, which had just recently ended. So I was like, all right, cool. Then I can watch the whole thing all together. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, Titus Welliver, or however you say his name, um, stars as Bosch. This detective. And it's just a detective show. He's a detective, and he works at the, in L.A., and... Solves crimes and stuff happens and kind of get the back his backstory too and he's got a family and not bad. I mean it's it's very kind of a straightforward just detective cop show. There's nothing like crazy about it, but it's 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 enjoyable. It's it's a decent show. It's enjoyable and I'm liking it. Um, I think there's seven seasons. I think I'm in season four right now, so it won't be too long until I wrap that up. Um, and now finally, Walking Dead is back. It's got its new, like, 24 episode final season that's going to be, like, over the course of the next, like, year and a half or something like that. I forget exactly how it's working, but I think they have eight episodes right now, which I think they've already aired seven, or maybe it's six so far. Oh, no, that's right. It's only been six, but for some reason I watched the seventh. 
Yeah, I was watching it the other day, and um, I had DVR'd it, and I was watching it on the DVR up from last week's episode, and then when it got to the end of the episode, it was like, do you want to watch the next episode? I'm like, uh, um, okay. And it was like, yeah, HBO, um, sorry, AMC Plus, you can watch the next week's episode. I'm not subscribed to AMC Plus that I know of. Which got me a little concerned. I'm like, wait, did I just sign up for AMC Plus by accident? It didn't say I did. I would think it would tell you that you're signing up for something. But and a new episode aired. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it. So I think that was episode 7. So I think that was we one more episode. Even though that one hasn't aired yet. But it, it's confusing. I think I'm an episode ahead. Is my point. And there'll be one more episode coming up... Uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And then after that, World's End comes back. And then a week after that, uh, Walk uh, Beyond... No. What's it? Wait, what's it called? Not World's End. No. Beyond the Walking Dead? No. What is it called? Beyond the Walking Dead? Is that what it's called? World Beyond. The Walking Dead World Beyond. I was, some, I was like, I know the world is in there somewhere. And then um, Fear the Walking Dead will be back for the second half of this season as well. And then I think Walking Dead comes back and it's like spring the springtime for another eight episodes. And then it finally ends next fall um, with eight more episodes. I think that's how they're doing it. Uh, world Beyond, I think, has... Eight more episodes and that's it. And Fear of the Walking Dead, I think, is continuing on next next year. I don't. Know. I really don't know. Um, I'm I'm just gonna watch them. You know, kind of, kind of. I say kind of because I I throw them on as I'm working, and you know, it's it's still a fine show. It's just not what it used to be, and there's just so many different versions of it now. It gets confusing. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for small screen sweeps. Uh, let's move on to games for Greg. I should have brought up my list because I forgot that I did actually play Mario 3D uh, All-Star Collection, whatever it's called. Uh, so I didn't play all the games. I mean, I've already played Mario 64 a ton of times. I played Super Mario Galaxy, so I was like, eh. But I never played Super Mario Sunshine. So I was like, all right, I'm going to play Super Mario Sunshine because that's the one I haven't played in the three games. So I started playing that, and eh, I can see why it's a very polar, polarizing game. It's a Mario game, so cool. It's on the GameCube, which a lot of people seem to love the GameCube. So alright, I get that aspect and appeal of it. But it's got the weird like jetpack, or the water backpack like spray thingy that you like can hover and jetpack and stuff. And, and then you spray things and you're supposed to clean up stuff and it's just kind of i don't love it i haven't played a ton of it don't get me wrong i've only played a little bit of it i, I mean i definitely will go back and keep playing it um but it's kind of and eh, i don't love the i don't love the controls of it and again it's you know it's you're switching no pun intended but you're moving it over from GameCube to Switch, so you're kind of changing the control scheme a little bit because obviously it's a different controller. So I don't know that I love 
the controls all that much. And I don't know if I would have on a GameCube either. But the the way you like handle the the spray thing and I don't know, it just seems it seems a little off to me. It seems a little off to me. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I don't love it. I mean the fact that it's a Mario game is cool. I do love Mario games. But I just I kinda don't love that element of it and that seems like it's a lot of the game. So I'm just gonna just gonna leave it that that for now. Um but with that said, I did play it, so it's time to pick a new game for me to play. And if I can find my list of games, I will bring that up and do that right now. Um, Alright. Now, I'm currently, as of right now, still at my alternate site. So, I'm limited on what games I have here to play. Not super limited, but I don't have, a PS, I don't have my PS4 or PS3 that I can play anything on have a PS2, but I only have a certain amount of games, um, and then don't have my PSP, but everything else I can kind of play, I think, because I got stuff, um, to do that, to play that on, but let's get, let's figure out what game it is first before we start, uh, changing around, all right, 1770, let's remember that number, 1770. The random number generator will go 1 to 1770. It brings up number 1388, which is probably going to be a PS4 game, knowing where my list is. Or at least or PS3, either way, it doesn't really help. Uh, Smackdown versus Raw 2009. Okay, well... I'll keep that in mind for when I'm back home with the PS3, but I want to pick something else more that I can actually play while I'm up here. Alright, 618. 618, that could be in a good range here for something I got. Uh, or not. Um, let's see. No, I think so. 618, we got... Sonic Forces uh, on the Switch, Nintendo Switch. All right, so my Switch is here, and I got Sonic Forces um, all ready to go. So I will definitely play Sonic Forces. Now, so this mo this game, Sonic Forces, um, if I remember correctly, came out right either, I think, right, either right before or right after Sonic Mania. And everyone was kind of, like, all hyped about Sonic Mania, being like, oh, this is, this is a Sonic game we didn't know we wanted. And then it's like, oh, it's not here, Sonic Forces. And everyone's like, eh, I mean, this is fine. But it's kind of like what we've been getting. Where Sonic Mania was like, oh, wait, this is what we want. This is what we want in a Sonic game. Give us more Sonic Mania. And I think Sonic Forces kind of got a bad rap. I don't think, it, I don't think, you know, the reviews weren't terrible for it. But they just weren't great. And everyone was kind of talking about Sonic Mania. So, I don't know. But, um... I'll check it out for sure and then report back next time out. Uh, other video game news, uh, not, not a ton going on. Uh, still, there's Best Buy was going to have some PS5s and Xbox One, um, Xbox Ones that were going to be selling in store coming up. I forget if it was this week or next week or something like that. So if you haven't got one and you can get out to a Best Buy and go in the store and get one, sure. 
Uh, they've been popping up here and there, still online, but they're still tough to get, tough to find. The Series S's for Microsoft or the Xbox Series X's, S's, S's, the S's, not the X. It's so confusing. The Series S, those been popping up a little more recently. Those are kind of not not as hard to find anymore. But the X's still uh, have been elusive as well as the PS5s. Um, but, um, and of course we got the new switches coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, there's the OLED, I think that's what they're called, the OLED, uh, switches that have a new screen on them. I mean, if you only play in a dock mode, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really change much. But there's new dock that comes with the new OLED. There's lots of talk about them maybe doing new stuff with that stuff. I don't know. I know it's got an Ethernet connector. If you want to be a wired player instead of wireless, which you know, for some people that's kind of a that's a need needed thing because of interference with Wi-Fi and whatever, it's a lot easier just to be connected, plugged in, and it's faster. Um, if that's what you need to do, uh, was it was a lot harder to do before because it wasn't an option with the actual uh, the 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 dock that came with the switch. Um, but now the new one will have that, and also the new screen i think it's a little bit bigger and obviously it's oled instead of led or or whatever the switch is now so it's going to look nicer on the, the handheld mode uh, i don't really see myself getting one but um we'll see um unless something happens to my current switch and i need to get a new one then i probably would get the the newer version but i switch is working fine i just need some more memory when i have um i have a bigger memory card thing it's just a matter of i gotta switch over all my saved saves to that and i don't think it's that hard i just haven't done it <laughs> just, just a matter of doing it i gotta do it at some point um but there we go uh and the other news uh is that there's going to be a nintendo direct in about three hours from when i'm recording this uh so by the time you listen to this it probably either has probably already happened or is it happening now maybe i don't know depending on when you're gonna listen to this um thursday the 23rd that's that's six o'clock eastern standard time or eastern daylight time i think we're still in daylight time um it is fall though the rise of fall i don't know why i just did that anyways um yeah i don't no one's really quite sure what they're gonna announce probably gonna have more some, some more information maybe on the oled switch since it doesn't come out in a couple weeks probably whatever games big games are kind of kind of come out with that they might have more information on obviously the holiday you know vamping up for the holidays uh we're only three months away from christmas so the holiday shopping season is about to start but the other kind of big rumor going around is there's talk about they're gonna switch up the nintendo online a bit so currently the the regular nintendo online i forget what it's like is like 20 bucks a year or something like that i forget what it is but there's talks of doing a a higher end scale or a higher end tier i should say where you pay an extra however much and then you get the higher end tier and the in the in the big draw of that supposedly is they're going to have nintendo 64 games available to play that's the rumor it's not confirmed we'll find out in a couple hours what the actual news is uh you know the the nintendo 64 has been games have been rumored for a long time but also game boy games have been rumored too game boy and game boy color games so 
could just be that. And if that is just that, I don't see them see that being worth it for a higher higher tier. But they could they could also announce both. They'd be like, hey, we're adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color to this tier. But if you want the N64 games, you gotta get this tier. And eventually down the line, that could lose the GameCube games, uh, Nintendo, uh, or Game Boy Advance. A lot of people were kind of like, well, wait, if it was Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance, that'd be really cool. But then there's some people like, well, maybe the Game Boy Advance is part of the higher tier that's supposedly happening. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, coming up uh, in a couple hours. Uh, there was the rumors are running rampant. Uh, there was a new controller that supposedly got a patent for, um, and of course, when they put out new uh, systems on the uh, on the the Switch Online, they've released uh, controllers to go along with it. They have the the Nintendo controllers. And then they had the Super Nintendo controllers uh, later on when they did added the Super Nintendo games. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what all that means and what's all going to happen. The Nintendo Direct coming up uh, in a couple hours. Uh, that's going to do it for Games for Greg. Uh, next up, we got Concert Concerto. Again, I do not have any plans to go any concerts soon, but one of the bands that I will would go to see. Because I do still have tickets to a show of theirs at Madison Square Garden, which they still haven't announced anything about. Uh, Pearl Jam came back last week, uh, this past weekend. They played a show. Um, they played the... Oh, now I don't know, know the name of it. Uh, they played someplace. Um, <laughs> they played someplace. They played someplace uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the venue at the place. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The venue at the place. Of course. The venue at the place. Um, it was the See Here Now Festival, which was at Oceanfront in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Now, one of the biggest uh, kind of um, news coming out of this, though, um, was, I mean, they'd play, this is the first time they got to play anything off the new Gigaton album. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was announced or noted... That John Klingerhoff, Klinghoffer, or however you say his name, who was formerly in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who joined the band after John Fusiano left, but then got kicked out when he came back. Yeah, most recently, uh, was like a year or so ago, or I guess it was a year and a half ago at this point. I don't remember when he joined back the band. Josh Cliffenhoffer, or however you say his name, was kind of hey, you know, I mean, thanks for filling in, but our guy's back. Now, he is going to be a touring member of Pearl Jam, which I kind of find to be weird. Um, because I don't quite understand what that means. <laughs> because they already have, you know, obviously Mike McCready and Stone Gossard and Eddie plays guitar on a, on a bunch of songs too. Does that just mean Eddie's probably not going to play guitar anymore? Or they're going to have four guitars for some songs, or maybe, you know, Mike or Stone, or... I, I don't know. It just seems weird that they'd add a add another guitarist, because generally speaking, when a lot of bands have, like, a touring guitarist, it's for a band that technically only has, like, one guitarist. So then, like, oh, you need kind of you kind of need an extra guitarist when you're touring, because a lot of the songs sometimes... You need two guitars for um, Green Day. Looking at you guys, I know he officially became a member of the band uh, in recent months 
our recent years, but they had the third, the fourth guy that, like, if you went to the show, if you went to Green Day show, I remember going the last time I saw them, I was a number of years ago at this point, but it was like, oh, here's the three guys from Green Day that everyone knows, and then over in the corner with no spotlight, there's some other guy you don't know. I was like, wait, what? Why is there another guy? Um, he was their touring guitarist because they only had technically one guitarist. Um, but, um, so it's kind of weird that they would have a touring guitarist when they already have two guitarists and then a guy that also plays guitar from time to time too with Eddie. So I'm a little confused by why they were doing that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, apparently he's going to be a touring guitarist for them now. So there we go. But as far as the tour goes, as far as when they're actually going to play Madison Square Garden, I don't know. I know they have some... I think they're playing the Ohani Festival coming up next week. Um, they're doing the they're headlining both nights, I believe. Um, if uh, Ohana Festival or whatever it's called, uh, yeah, they're doing. Uh, so there's one. There's okay. So they're playing. Oh, so there's the Ohana Festival this weekend. They're headlining uh, the, the Sunday night. Eddie Vedder's doing Saturday night. They're doing Sunday night. But then they're doing, there's Ohana Encore, which is then next week. And they're headlining both nights. So they're doing three shows. And then Eddie's doing a separate show um, over the next couple weekends. Okay, so there we go. So, all right. Yeah, I knew they were doing that festival. So they're doing that. Then I don't know what else they have going on, but I'm still waiting for that Madison Square Garden show to be rescheduled. So at least I know whether I go or not. We'll see what we'll see what the world's looking like, I guess. But uh, that's all I really got for concert concerto news. Um, oh, I guess the only other thing I should mention is Lexi left is out of Steel Panther. He, the basis for Steel Panther, Lexi. Uh, Lexi Fox, uh, no longer with the band. He, uh, I forget what they said. He was going. He was leaving to do something. I forget what they said. It was. It was like a joke. Obviously, I don't. I don't know why he's actually leaving the band, um, or left the band. I should say. Um, but they haven't. Um, they haven't um, announced an official replacement or anything. I don't know who's actually been playing with them. Just someone filling in, I guess. Uh, what did they say? Uh, oh, yeah. Lexi has chosen to hang up his mirror and focus on his newfound passion, making ugly dogs pretty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, after nearly 40 years of rocking together and taking... Uh, Steel Panther from the Viper Room to headlining Wembley Arena. It's heavy hearts, but great heavy metal memories that we bid Lexi Fox farewell. We love love you, and we wish you wonderful future putting eyeliner on Chihuahuas. Yeah, so clearly joking around here, but I mean, obviously there is some reason that he's actually left the band. I don't know what it is for sure. Don't think he's really putting eyeliner in Chihuahuas, and they obviously they weren't together for forty years. It's probably it was probably close to thirty though, because they they started doing stuff in the nineties. Um, 
Like, legitimately. But, I mean, obviously their joke is that they were around in the 80s, which they they, they were, but they not as a band. But anyways, I guess that, uh, yeah, I should mention that. Um, Steel Panther News. All right, moving on. Time for the Sports Splash Zone. All right, what's going on in the world sports? Well, the Red Sox are battling for a playoff spot. Uh, right now they are in control of the wild card race. They are two games up on the the Yankees, who have the second wild card spot right now. And they are a game up on Toronto, or maybe it's half game up on Toronto, half game up on Toronto. So, so the the Red Sox are two and a half up on Toronto. So I mean they're they're looking pretty solid to get one of those spots um, for right now. They're two and a half. Well, then Seattle's two and a half behind the Yankees. The A's are three and a half behind. So add two extra games on top of that for the Red Sox. So I don't know. Um, Still got like a couple weeks to, uh, still got like a week and a little bit over a week to go. Red Sox got the Yankees coming up right now, so if they can, you know, do some damage to the Yankees this weekend, that could probably help um, solidify their spot in at least one of the wild card spots. Uh, hope you want to have that top wild card spot so you can get that home game, the wild card game at home, um, for sure. But I mean, obviously with the Blue Jays right behind the Yankees, it's unclear as to. Exactly how that's all going to play out. I mean, it's, it's so cl- it's so close, it's so close right now that it's you know it's hard to hard to uh, really know. But the Red Sox have looked really well right now. Been playing, have looked really well right now. What am I trying? Have played really well at the moment. They've won seven in a row. I mean, they've been beating up on the Orioles and Mets as of late. They um, so I mean I don't know if that's a lot to say there, but hey. Got the Yankees series coming up, and then they got the Orioles again, and then they got the Nationals, who were pretty, uh, pretty bad. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, hopefully, you know, as long as they can win a couple of these, as long as they can win two out of three against the Yankees, I think they're pretty good shape uh, for the wild card, and probably, hopefully, the the top wild card spot. Um, now, once that all plays out. They can win the wild card game. They'll have to go to play the the Tampa Bay Rays, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But you never know. You never know. You never know. I mean, Sales back. He's he's looked pretty good so far. You know, only you know he's still you know just giving him a couple more starts to you know get kind of his feet under him as we head into the playoffs. That that that's only can be a good thing. So. We'll we'll see how it all plans plays out, but um, um, for sure they're playing a lot better now than they were uh, like a month ago or so, um, and uh, yeah, playoff bound hopefully. Um, as far as the other, th- I mean, the Rays have clinched. The White Sox haven't clinched clinched yet, but they should soon. Uh, same with the Astros. Braves and Phillies are still battling out for the uh, East in the National League. The Brewers have clinched uh, the Central. Or they've clinched a playoff spot. They technically haven't clinched the Central yet. The uh, Dodgers and Giants have both clinched a playoff spot. They're still battling out, battling out for the uh, division, which is huge because you know you go from either you're winning your division and having the number one seed in the playoffs, or you have to play a wild card game. So you know that's a big kind of thing right there. Um, as far as the the National League wild card goes. Um, Obviously, the Dodgers or the Giants, who doesn't win, who 
whoever doesn't win that will get it. I mean, technically, the Cardinals could catch the Brewers, and the Brewers could end up in the wild card too. But I, d- I don't think that's happening. But right now, the Cardinals are in pretty much pretty good control over that second spot. Uh, four and a half games up against the, the Reds and the Phillies. Padres, who, you know, going back a month or so, looked like they were in really good shape uh, to get that um, wild card spot. They've fallen apart. Uh, there's six games out now. And the Mets fell apart, too. They're nine and a half back. They were they were in the conversation at one point. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it looks pretty much like, I mean, unless the Phillies and Reds can make a rush for for that spot, I mean, you know, you got to factor in the Braves and Brewers, I suppose, too. Uh, and Brewers technically, you know, Brewers are in the playoffs. It's just a matter of if the Cardinals can catch them, they may end up in the wild card spot. You know, same goes for the Dodgers. If they can catch the Giants, Giants may end up in that wild card spot, too. But as far as who's going to get that final playoff spot, well, I guess there's still two available because the Braves haven't clinched. So it could be the Braves and the Phillies. Reds, Cardinals, they're all still in the conversation, but right now it's looking Braves and Cardinals are in control there. Um, so there we go. I don't know. It, it, you know, Still plenty of baseball to be played over the next week and a half before the season's over, and then the playoffs will get started with those wild card games, as mentioned. I mean, the Red Sox could still technically catch the Rays. I guess technically the Yankees could too, and the Blue Jays probably could too, but... I just I don't see it happening. I mean, there's still six games out. That'd be that'd be a lot to make up over the course of. Um, I mean, they only got what ten games left. Nine games left. Yeah, they only got nine games left. So, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, moving on. NFL season has kicked off. Um, Patriots. Uh, they should be two and zero, but they're one and one because fumbles and stupid penalties. Uh, week one against Miami. Uh, kind of uh, deterred them, the, the, uh, deterred, detoured them, de- deterred them. Deter- I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Cost them the game uh, against Tua and the Dolphins. Uh, now Tua's hurt, so it looks like it's gonna be uh, Jacoby Brissett running things. Although you know he did his damage against the Patriots, that's for sure, with his uh, QB sneaks. Um, but um, yeah, that was a frustrating game one. Uh, they they had it. And then a fumble, uh, a couple fumbles really cost them a couple of dumb penalties. But then last week they played the Jets, and honestly, like the, I feel like they could have played better. They should have destroyed the Jets. The Jets just are terrible, so like it was hard to lose. I mean, Zach Wilson threw like 17 interceptions. I think I think he threw 19. He had 19 attempts and had 17 interceptions or something like that. My numbers could be off, like, but something. No, I think he threw four, something like that. Um, Patriots D looked good, but I mean, I, against the Jets, I mean, I think my dogs could do pretty good defense against the Jets, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, my dogs are right here, so I just give them props. Give them props. They could probably cover the Jets pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I mean, as far as other stuff going on, I mean, the big game coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, Patriots. Uh, Hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they got the Saints this weekend. Don't want to overlook that game. Um, Saints uh, have actually looked decent uh, in their first couple games uh, post-Breeze. Um, but, um, although I guess they, I don't know, they looked good the last, wait, did they lose? They lost, right? 
Oh, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> Here's me paying attention. Um, they look really good week one, I should say. What I don't even know what they did last, last week. Who did the Saints even play? Oh, no, they got destroyed by the Panthers. That's right. Okay, so week one, they did really well. And then week two, they got destroyed by the Panthers. So I don't know. I don't know what Saints team's going to show up. Um, oh, yeah, they played Jacksonville week one. Yeah, so that doesn't even mean anything. No, they played in Jacksonville. Against the Packers. <laughs> oh, it's all coming back to me now. Yes, they played in Jacksonville, but against the Packers, not against Jacksonville. And they destroyed the Packers because they looked terrible. But then the Packers back, 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 bounced back against Detroit uh, last week. Um, but then Saints looked terrible against the Panthers. So I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, but Patriots got the Saints this week. And then the Buccaneers next week in a big matchup with Tom Brady returning. Uh, it's too. I mean, it's still too early in the season to really know what's going on. I mean, Brady's looked really good. And the Buccaneers have looked good. And, I mean, you know, and the Chiefs lost to the Ravens, but the Ravens had already lost um, the week before. Everyone in the North is 1-1. One one. Everyone in the East one and 1 except for the Jets are 0-2. Then Texans and Titans are both 1-1. One one. Jacksonville Colts both 0-2. Raiders and Broncos are, two and, are, both, are the only two undefeated teams in the, in the AFC right now. Which is kind of kind of surprising, uh, and then Chiefs and Raiders, uh, Chargers are both one and one in the uh, in the NFC. 49ers, Rams, Cardinals are all two and zero. Buccaneers, Panthers two and zero, and then whatever, whatever else. I don't know. It'll all play out as we go along. Of course, there's an extra week this season, so got to factor that in when uh, looking at the standings uh, down the line. You know, you got that extra game um, that uh, you know. You know, it's going to be interesting to see all like the. The, um, you know, all the records, the single season records that are kind of based off 16 games, how those are going to end up getting broken, uh, over because it's eight, you know, the 17 games now. So that'll be interesting to see how many of those get broken. Um, if not this year, but like, you know, eventually going forward. I mean, you know, it, it sure it happened when they went from 14 to 16 games, uh, back in the day. Um, for sure, I'm sure a lot of those records got broken. Uh, of course, the the big record, Mick. Sorry, dogs are barking at something. Um, of course, the big record yet to be broken by Tom Brady is the all-time leading yards uh, record, which he could theoretically do in Gillette Stadium. I think he needs like 500 more yards or something like that. I forget the number specifically, but... Like 500 more yards. So if he goes like 300 this, this you know another 300 this week, he only needs like a couple hundred next week. That's yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, let's see how that all plays out. Uh, NHL's getting ready to drop the puck soon. Uh, preseason games are coming up. I think this weekend. Uh, preseason starts, um, and then the actual season gets going on the October 12th, I believe it is. Bruins don't have their first game until the 16th, which is that Saturday. They, they're they one of the last teams to play, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, it, the goalie situation is going to be interesting. Obviously, Tuca is still unsigned, but he's, you know, had to have surgery and stuff. He'll, 
Even if he does sign, he wouldn't be back until sometimes next year anyways. Uh, and not, not next season, but like in 2022. So potentially down the line, someone could pick him up. Um, maybe the Bruins, I don't know. Uh, they signed Linus Olmark, um, and then they got uh, Swayman uh, as, as the guy, I think. So um, nothing two other no, no, nothing other crazy things happening for the Bruins outside of Krejci not coming back. And they signed a few other guys and, and whatever, nothing crazy. I mean, they re-signed Taylor Hall, I guess, but kind of, you know, kind of interesting to see. You know, they signed Hall but didn't sign Rask or um, or um, Krejci, so I don't know. And then signed a few other guys. So we'll see what the team looks like when they get back on the ice um, in the next couple 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 weeks in the preseason. I don't know how, many, how much people are going to play or whatever, but then obviously... Puck drops October 16th uh, for the Bruins' uh, first game. Chara, just mentioned an old Bruins guy, signing with, back with the Islanders, going back to the island where he started his career. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, obviously, have, coming off the last year with the Capitals, uh, now he's going to go to the island, uh, who are opening up their new arena this year, the UBS Arena. So... Interesting to see how that all plays out, but um, yeah. And then NBA. I don't know. Really, nothing really to say much about the NBA. Uh, you know, preseason's getting started probably in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but uh, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's um, yeah. We'll probably talk more more about that next time out. But so I don't really have too much about the NBA. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for Sports Blast Zone. Now let's go to Fights for Money. All right, so Canelo and uh, Canelo Alvarez and his opponent coming up in November um, had a little uh, press conference that ended up in a little fight. I mean, I don't know. I never, I never know how how believable these you know press conference fights are. I mean, I remember Mike Tyson bit. Was that Lennox Lewis's leg or something at one of them, um, and whatever else? But it's you know they happen all the time, so it's like I don't know how much to believe uh, these are legit or whatever. I mean, obviously Mayweather and and uh, and uh, McGregor had like their touring press conferences that always ended in some sort of scuffle. Uh, but I think that was just part of the show, you know, at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, Caleb Plant, uh, they are fighting each other for the. Uh, for all the championships, all the middleweight champions. Well, no, probably not all the middleweight champions, but he's defending the WBA Super, WBC, WBO, and the ring super middleweight titles. And Caleb and, uh, Plant has the IBF Super Middleweight Championship. Now, I'd love to say that be unifying all the titles, but there's probably some outliers, and these are probably... There's probably like um, line, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, interim champions and whatever other random championships. So I don't know. You never know with all these championships. But uh, that'll be interesting coming up in November, November 6th, uh, to see how that all plays out. Of course, we got Wilder and Fury coming up on October 9th. Uh, so only a couple weeks away. Um, I forget where they're fighting. Um, so this one's in, in, in at the MGM Grand, uh, Canelo and Plant. Uh, now Wilder and Fury was supposed to be in. I feel like it was, wasn't it? No, that was 
That was Wilder and no, that was Fury and Joshua was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia initially. That whole thing fell apart. But Wilder and Fury, uh, I'm guessing they're fighting in at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I, I couldn't remember how that all played out. But in any event, speaking of the T-Mobile Arena, coming up this weekend at the T-Mobile Arena is UFC 266. So we got a couple big championship matches and a big return match um, as... Uh, uh, Nick Diaz returns to the Octagon. This is his first... I feel like this is his first fight in a while. Um, yes. His first fight since January 31st, 2015. When he beat... An- or when he faced Anderson Silva. And ended up being a no contest overturned uh, by the NSAC. Because he... Uh, so originally, an unanimous decision for Silva overturned after Silva tested positive for some nonsense and some other nonsense, but then Diaz also tested positive for marijuana. So it all just got thrown out. Um, but he's back in the ring. So obviously he lost, you know, he didn't lose technically. It was no contest, but he did lose. And previously he lost to Saint Pierre, Saint, yeah, George St. Pierre and Carlos Condit. Uh, so he hasn't won an actual fight since he beat P- BJ Penn back in October of 2011. So it's almost 10 years since he won a fight. So I don't know, but uh, he's fighting Robbie Lawler. Um, Robbie Lawler, of course, coming off of, I think, did he just lose to somebody? I forget. His most recent fight was... Yeah, he's lost. He's lost a bunch in a row too. So he he, he lost to Neil Magny back in August of 2020. Okay, so that was a while ago. Uh, in August of 2019, he lost to Colby Covington. Uh, uh, March 2019, he lost to Ben Askren, and then December of 2017, he lost to Rafael Dos Anos. So he hasn't won a fight since he beat the Cowboy Donald Cerrone back in UFC 214. In July of 2017. So it's been a while since either of these guys have won a fight. So it'll be an interesting one. So um, I'll make predictions. Alright, so I'm going to make predictions for all the main card fights. How about I do that? So we got Jessica Andrade taking on Cynthia Calvillo in a uh, women's flyweight uh, matchup. I'm going to go with Jessica Andrade because why not? Uh, and then, oh, of course, the um, the early preliminary card is on UFC Fight Pass. The early the preliminary cards on ESPN News and ESPN Plus, and then the main cards on ESPN Plus pay per view as always. Uh, then we got a heavyweight battle between Curtis Blades taking on Jar uh, Jarzinho Rosensturich. I don't know how to say these names. I'm gonna go with Curtis Blades just so I don't have to attempt to say the other guy's name again. <laughs> uh, but also, legitimately, I think Curtis Blades will win. Then we have the aforementioned uh, Nick Diaz Robbie Lawler fight. It's a tough call. I mean, you know, Diaz hasn't fought in a while and hasn't won in a long time, but Robbie Lawler hasn't won either. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Nick Diaz just because he's back. Why not? Um. 
Then we got the Women's Flyweight Championship bout as Valentina Sevachenko defends against Lauren Murphy. And I'm going to go with Valentina Sevachenko. And I think I'm saying that right. But I could be wrong. And then in the main event of the evening for the uh, featherweight title, we have uh, Alexander Volkanovsky defending against Brian Ortega. Um, Now I think... Wasn't this supposed to have taken place somewhere else? Maybe not. Maybe I'm confusing this with a different fight. Um... I don't know, in any event, that's the uh, main event of the evening. Yes, no, the pairing was previously scheduled to take place at UFC 260, but was canceled a week before taking place as Valinovsky had tested positive for COVID-19. The pairing was then postponed a few months as both fighters were named head coaches uh, for the return of the Ultimate Fighter team, Volanovsky versus Team Ortega. So there we go. I was like, I feel like this was supposed to have taken place. All right. So who do I think is going to win? Um, I'm going to go uh, with Brian Ortega. There we go. So that's taking place Saturday night, UFC 266. Check it out on ESPN. Uh, plus pay-per-view or whatever, and then prelims and ESPN news and the early prelims on the USV, UFC Fight Pass. So, uh, there we go. All right, uh, moving on. What else do we got coming up? So, I think that's going to do it. That That's it for Fights for Money. Now let's move on to the big stuff. Uh, turnbuckle time. Uh, now, I've there's been a lot. There's been so much that has happened since the last time I've done a podcast, a proper podcast, I should say, that it's hard to even like begin to say what is going on with the in the world of wrestling right now. Um, but I'll try to cover as much as I could possibly can. I'll start with AEW since that seems to be the hottest ticket at the moment. Uh, CM Punk made his debut on Rampage. I think I talked about that last time out before we talked about All Out. At All Out, um, you know... Nothing crazy happened in terms of the the actual matches, um, except I guess that Ruby Soho did make her debut in the um, in the casino, um, the uh, the the casino battle royal, and and she won, so got that right in terms of my predictions. As far as my predictions goes, for I got them all correct. I got every single match. Correct. Best Friends and Jungle Express one, Miro one, John Moxley, Britt Baker, Lucha Brothers, Ruby Soho, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Paul White, and Kenny Omega. Those are all correct. Now, I mean, when I say nothing crazy happened in terms of the match, like not like that's what I mean. I made all the I I correctly predicted every single match. So that's when I say nothing crazy happened in matches. Now, were there good matches? Yes. The, a lot of people loved the. You know, the same, you know, one of the greatest tag team matches of all time with the Steel Cage match with the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks. I thought it was good. I thought it was a little, there was just a little too much going on. A little too much. A little too much. Just a little too much. It's like if they just scaled it down like a little bit, I think it would have been 
it would have been perfect. But there was just like a little too much going on. Um, yes, there was a Travis Scott Jordans with thumbtacks. I get the there's a Cactus Jack reference in there somewhere. I got it. Um, but it was like there was a little too much of that stuff going on. Where it was like if you just focused on the actual match a little bit more, I think it would have been perfect. Not to say it wasn't good. Not not to say it wasn't good because it was definitely a really entertaining and crazy match. But um, yeah, it just felt like if they Took a breath, slowed it down a little bit, and focused a little bit more on the match as opposed to the spectacle of it all. It could have been a little bit better. I don't know. Just my opinion, but hey, a lot of people loved it. It got like six stars or something. Stupid. Uh, from Dave Meltzer, uh, whose scale is all thrown off anyways. I, I, it's like, I don't even know how to read this anymore. When I'm, you're giving everything five stars, then five stars means nothing. So then you go six stars, and it's like, well, then you give anything six, six stars. What, what does that mean? Then you give it seven stars. It's like, well, now you're just ruining your scale. Because what about the match that was five stars back in 2005 that was really, really good, that everyone loved? What would that be today? Probably be eight stars. You know, it's like you screwed up your scale. I don't even know what these mean anymore. Um, but anyways, enough of that nonsense. The, the big stuff happened at the end of the night. Uh, when after Kenny Omega beaten Christian, um, a little bit of beat down, and then the then the Lucha, sorry Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt came out to make the save. They beat them up a little more. They beat them up a bit, and then it's all about the boom. Uh, Adam Cole makes his debut. Uh, of course, it wasn't. I don't think it was official. I don't think anyone knew for sure. But it, it seeming seemingly pretty, uh, you know, in the the week leading up to the show, it seemed pretty obvious that uh, Adam Cole was not going to resign with WWE and was going to go to AEW, and he showed up and confronted the elite, but then joined the elite because he's 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 part of the elite. Um, um, and then while they're celebrating, Kenny Omega's saying all the stuff. Daniel Bryan comes out, or sorry, formula formerly known as Daniel Bryan. Back to American Dragon, Brian Danielson uh, comes out and uh, confronts everyone. That's how the show went off the air. Um, in that all led up to what happened last night as Kenny Omega took on Brian Danielson uh, in a non-title match, which ended in a 30-minute draw. So eventually, down the line, they will lead to it will lead to something, I believe. Um, title match but i mean there's still the whole hangman page there's the hangman page of it all uh who's not back yet he's still out uh i guess his wife gave birth so he's he'll be back some point cody rhodes did make his return and then promptly lost again to uh malachi black last night um cm punk's gonna have his first uh television on you know tv match uh coming up on Tomorrow night, as I'm recording. I mean, it happened last night. They recorded it last night, but we'll air tomorrow night on Rampage. Uh, Rampage apparently not moving to TNT or TBS. So the the so this was so what was going to happen was both since uh, TNT is getting the NHL coming up in uh, in uh, in a couple weeks, and Wednesday night's going to be NHL night as it was on NBC Sports TV Rivalry Night. Uh, TNT is going to have uh, hockey games on Wednesday night. Now, in the first couple weeks, uh, Rampage or sorry, Dynamite is going to be postponed to Saturdays, uh, and then but then 
for the rest of the year after that. Uh, there's only going to be one hockey game on out on after uh, Dynamite until 2022. And then starting in 2022, Dynamite is going to move over to TBS. And then TNT is going to start airing double, uh, sorry, uh, you know, double headers of hockey games on Wednesday nights. Now, the original plan was also Rampage was to move over to TNT, uh, TBS from TNT. But now apparently they've reversed course and Rampage is going to stay on Friday nights on TNT. So, I mean, there's no hockey or basketball on Friday nights for TNT. So I guess there's no reason to really move it over to TBS. Uh, I think the only reason they would have was because, you know, to keep them on the same channel. But for a reason, that is, I guess they're not going with that. So I don't know. Uh, that's that was breaking news like just recently. So, um, another AEW news: they sold out the Arthur Ashe Stadium last night um, to, for the Dynamite and then Rampage uh, recordings. Uh, so that that's kind of big news. First big show they've had in New York. I mean, they they were in New Jersey last week, but it was the first show in New York proper proper New York. Uh, and they, you know, first time any wrestling show has ever been at Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is an interesting venue, but uh, for wrestling. But sure, it seemed it seemed all right. I don't know. Didn't really come off on TV as anything special. It just seemed like all right. It's in a it's in a building, but you know they had the roof on it, so it was like eh. The roof was off. It might have been a little cooler. It just seemed like it was in a it was kind of just in a bigger building than AEW's used to being in, but like nothing like different or unusual or interesting, you know, uh, to, to that degree or whatever. But uh, maybe if you were there, it was better looking or looked cooler. I don't. I really don't know. But it was. It could have been any building that seats twenty thousand people. I suppose. I don't really know. Uh, but another AEW news: They signed Owen Hart, and you're thinking to yourself, "What?" And yeah, that's what everyone else is kind of thinking. Wait, what? So AEW and Owen Hart's uh, foundation. Um, so you know, the, whoever runs that, Martha Hart, I guess, and and maybe your, uh, Owen's kids are not really quite sure. Um, they announced they an agreement so that they can use Owen Hart's name and likeness for video games merchandise action figures and they're also going to do an own heart uh, memorial tournament or something down the line um it's kind of weird because wh what connection does aew have to owen hart or the hearts i mean i know bret hart was on like the pay-per-view and one of the pay-per-views and like unveiled the belt the original title belt but uh like i, I don't know i mean i get it there's bad blood between Owen Hart's family and WWE for obviously what happened. Um, he, he, so, I mean, I, I get that they don't want anything to do with it. You know, a lot of people have been, oh, Owen Hart should be in the Hall of Fame. Owen Hart should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure he would be, but they don't want anything to do with it. Um, they don't want him, they don't even want him using, they don't even want WWE to use his name for anything. So, but I don't know, so I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. But it's it's just gonna. It just seems kind of weird. It's like, okay, here's Owen Hart and AEW. But like, what? I mean, he he was a WWE guy for the most part. I mean, yeah, I sure he had time in Stampede and brief briefly in WCW, and maybe did some stuff in Japan uh, for a little bit. I think, but I mean, he was a WWE guy, you know. So I, it's just it's just weird. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah, there we go. So moving on, let's move on. Ring of Honor had their 
Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. Uh, nothing crazy coming out of that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a couple new champions, I believe, as... Uh, well, Roxy defeated Mariana Alize Al- Al- to win, become the ring, inaugural Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Um, Alex Zane returned to Ring of Honor, I guess, or debuted in Ring of Honor. I, I don't know. I, I think he'd... I don't know. Uh, and won uh, the Honor Rumble. Dalton Castle beat Eli Isom. Taylor, Taylor Rust, formerly Tyler Rust in NXT... Defeated Jake Atlas, who also was formerly in NXT. Uh, Violence Unlimited beat uh, John Walters, LSG, and Lee Moriarty. Uh, the OG, the OGK, Matt Taven and ben, Mike Bennett beat the Briscoes. Josh Woods beat Tony Jonathan Gresham to uh, win the NA, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Shane Taylor Promotions beat La Faction Incroconables to retain the six man tag titles and bandito beat brody king and dumb brody king demonic flamita and ec3 to retain the uh ring of honor world championship and then um didn't the tag titles had changed hands i think um the week before i think as well uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, Serene of Honor, they're, they're, they're still continuing. Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to keep, keep tabs of, of Ring of Honor, but it's been tough, um, to keep up with it, um, enough. Uh, before we talk about WWE, one more little story to talk about is that Dark Side of the Ring is back, and they, and they had the second half of their season debut, uh, with a plane ride from hell, and there's been some fallout from this plane ride from hell, which is weird because this isn't a new story. Like this was kind of a known story; it's been talked about, and JR's talked about it. Uh, I mean, I feel like Bruce Pritchard talked about it. There's been plenty of talks about it. Like people, you know, it's kind of a known story. Um, but the interesting thing was what Dark Side of the Ring did. Was they brought in the stu the the not stewardess the flight attendant whatever stewardess flight attendant whatever you want to call them um, from the plane one of them from the plane um, who said some not some nice things about some of the people specifically Ric Flair and kind of what he may or may not have done on the flight um, now the the talk of Ric Flair running around naked on the plane wasn't anything new that had been discussed before so that story coming out wasn't anything specifically new but sort of what she said about maybe her how he confronted her yeah i mean yeah doesn't doesn't sound does not doesn't you know regardless of what the time frame is or when it happened or you know you know whatever um it's not good whether it happened, you know, if it definitely happened, you know, who knows? Uh, not here to judge anything. Just, just saying how it is. Um, but obviously, given what's happened in the last number of years with these kind of things coming out to light and people, uh, you know, kind of getting their comeuppance for uh, 
in light of some of these things that they had previously done in the past, he, he just doesn't go over very well. Um, and not only that, but if you then defend that person, you also get thrown on the bus too because Tommy Dreamer basically kind of defended Ric Flair uh, in not so many words and and now he's basically in trouble too as he's been uh, you know suspended from TNA or Impact and also a uh, um, busted open radio suspended in Ric Flair. Uh, they have suspended his um, car shield ads as well as WWE has taken down a couple things that were on the network in reference to some of his antics um, and um, taking all of his merchandise off the off the WWE website, which is weird because he they had already let him go out of his contract, so why were they selling his stuff anyways when he wasn't with the company anymore? Even though they just released like a new like championship belt, which is now gone. So, yeah, yeah, not so great, not so great stuff um, there. But um, gotta report it, gotta talk about it. It happened. All right, moving on to WWE. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest kind of news, um, you know, coming out of the last few weeks or whatever. NXT is completely different. NXT 2.0 is now here. As NXT, the way it was, is now gone. Triple H is in the hospital because of the... Well, no, he, he had a little heart thing. He was in the hospital for a bit. I don't think it had anything specifically to do with NXT, but who knows. Um, but um, everything's bright and colorful now. It's instead of dark and grimy. Uh, lots of new guys on the show, including uh, Rick Steiner's son, who at one point they were going to call Rex Steiner, but now is going by Braun Breaker. Now, it's kind of interesting that Braun Strowman got let go, and now there's another guy named Braun, but his actual name is Bronson, so that's not crazy. Now, why he's not going just as Braun Steiner? I mean, his real name is Bronson Rex Steiner, but, I mean, Steiner. And he was going to be Rex Steiner, which would have been cool, but if he was just Braun Steiner, that also would work. But now he's Braun Breaker for some reason. Um... Wayne Wayne Bloom, not to be confused with Matt Bloom, Wayne Bloom's son is Von Wagner. He randomly got somehow a WB, uh, NXT Championship match, which we should talk about because um, Samoa Joe had to forfeit the title as he is injured. Uh, undisclosed what his injury is, but given his history with concussions and stuff, wouldn't totally surprise me if there's concussion related or something along those lines unfortunately so hopefully it's not too bad he'll be back soon uh so they had a fatal four-way it was supposed to be kyle o'reilly um la knight it was kyle o'reilly la knight uh pete dunn and tomas champa and the winner was supposed to get a, be the number one contender initially and then they changed it when samoa joe had to relinquish his title to be the whoever won was going to be the new champ. Um, and then Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland attacked Kyle O'Reilly in the back. And he was had to be taken out of the match. Von Wagner saved him. So somehow he got the title match. Because that apparently that's how it works. If you save somebody from being more injured than they are. Even though they got injured and now they're out of the match. Then you get their spot in the match. Don't know that that's... Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's okay. Um... Also, uh, um, what I was gonna, uh, uh, what's his name? Roderick Strong beat uh, Kushida to win the Cruiserweight Championship, and they have a bunch of new, 
bunch of title matches next week. The women's title is going to be on the line. Kel Gonzalez is fighting uh, Tyree Valkyrie. No, what's her name? What's her actual No, Frankie Monet. That's her That's her NXT name. Um, Zoe Stark and... And um, Io Shirai defending the women's tag titles against uh, Mandy Rose's new group. I'm just blanking on their names right now, but the Mandy Rose group, which is called Something Something... I forget the name. <laughs> they have there's a Vandy Rose's new group with Oh, what's what's their name? Anyways, they're getting a tag title match. And then uh Roderick Strong is defending the cruiserweight title against Grayson Waller. Uh but also new we got new women's tag team championships cha- champions on the main roster as uh Rhea Ripley and Nikki ASH beat Tamina and Natalia to win the women's tag titles this past Monday on Raw. And the big one, no pun intended, uh, Big E, last week, cashed in his Money in the Bank on Bobby Lashley to become the WWE Champion. Uh, of course, uh, Bobby Lashley was set to defend. So this this whole thing kind of was weird. So Bobby Lashley gets announced that he's fighting Randy Orton for the title at Extreme Rules. Then Bobby Lashley and MVP win... Um, a tag team turmoil thing to win, get a tag team title shots at Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, the the champions. That match then gets switched to Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton for the title. They just moved it up. Uh, apparently, MVP's injured, so I guess maybe that was part of the reasoning behind that. Uh, so I guess I don't know who's what's going on with the tag title match then, because they did this whole tag team turmoil thing. To set up that match, and then it didn't happen, and now it's not going to happen because MVP is having surgery on his knee. Um, now, uh, so then they have the match prior to the match, prior to Raw that day, which was in Boston. Uh, Biggie had announced he's going to cash, and actually, he kind of mentioned something about it on SmackDown on Mad Madison Square Garden the, that Friday before. Then he tweeted something about it. Then he shows up. They have the match. Bobby Lashley beats Randy Orton, then. Power, throws him through the table and hurts his knee. Big E comes out, cashes in. They have a little bit of match, and Big E wins the championship and is now the WWE champion. He then confronted Roman Reigns, which led to a match between Usos and Roman Reigns against Big E and Xavier uh, Woods and Kofi, the New Day. And then Bobby Lashley got involved in that, which led to a triple threat match on Raw where Roman Reigns beat Lashley and Big E. But... Roman Reigns, in the meantime, while he's doing all this nonsense, has to fight the demon Finn Balor at Extreme Rules after he had beaten uh, Finn Balor a couple weeks ago um, on um, on SmackDown. They had teased the demon, and then the next week, after a confrontation with Brock Lesnar, uh, the demon came out to confront Roman Reigns. So it's going to be the demon taking on Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But then, Roman Reigns is going to fight Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel in October in Saudi Arabia, provided that he's still the WWE Champion. Right? Got it? Yeah. Okay. Um, So, I guess let's just move into Extreme Rules then, because we'll talk about some more. So, it's interesting, though, because originally, you know, like I said... Uh, Randy Orton was supposed to take on um, 
Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Obviously, that match isn't happening anymore because Bobby Lashley isn't the WWE Champion. But then there was also the tag title match that's not happening anyway. So, like, there's there's only six matches right now scheduled for Extreme Rules. And only one of them has a gimmick, the Extreme Rules match. And that's going to be Roman Reigns taking on the Demon Finn Balor in the Extreme Rules match. Uh, but we'll talk about the, the other matches first. Uh, let's see. Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. Uh, I'm going to go with Liv Morgan on that one. I, I could see this getting moved to the pre-show, but... At the same time, there's only six matches, so I don't really know quite how that is going to work unless they add a bunch more matches. But then, well, how are they going to add those matches with them on the pre-show? I don't know, but either way. Liv Morgan. Then we have um, the Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits. Uh, I don't see the Usos losing those ones. Um... Then we have uh, Charlotte Flair defending the... No, sorry. We have Damian Priest defending the triple... Uh, in a triple threat match, defending the United States Championship against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Now, originally this was supposed to be Damian Priest against Sheamus, but then Jeff Hardy beat Sheamus, and then Jeff Hardy got to match again with Sheamus, and if Jeff Hardy beat Sheamus again, he was going to be added to the match. He did, so that's a triple threat. I don't see Damian Priest losing, though. Not yet. Uh, so I'm going to go Damian Priest on that one. Then we have uh, Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss for the WWE Raw's Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss still doing the weird Lily doll like thingy, Alexa Playground, whatever nonsense. She made a doll for Charlotte called Charlie, and then Charlotte ripped its head off. Um, interesting to note, though, it's in, this is, so I should back up, Extreme Rules happening this Sunday. It's in Columbus, Ohio, at the Nationwide Arena. Um, I think the pre-show is at 7, the uh, the actual pay-per-view is at 8 on the uh, uh, Peacock, or wherever else you can get, get it, pay-per-view and WD Network outside of the United States and whatever else. But Columbus, Ohio, Alexa Bliss is from Columbus, Ohio. Now, depending on how you feel, um, depending on how you, you see you know, your opinions on this, WWE tend to not like to give people um, a homecoming sort of type of thing, um, to, for better or worse. Um, I don't know. So maybe this doesn't end well for Alexa Bliss. On the same hand, I remember Kurt Angle winning the WWE Championship in Pittsburgh one time. Just saying. Uh, it was about 20 years ago. Just saying. Um, so I'm going to go Alexa Bliss to win the title. Because why not? And they you know, they still got to bump up those numbers of championships for Charlotte, right? She's got to catch her, her dad, right? She's not quite there. Um, then we got Becky Lynch uh, defending the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. I mean, she just came back. She just won it. I really don't see her losing it back to Becky uh, Be- uh, Bianca, I think it's going to be a better match than the SummerSlam one, for sure. It's going to go more than 20 seconds or whatever it was. Uh, so I think they're actually going to have a proper match. But I do still think Becky Lynch is going to come out on top. Maybe by some nefarious means, since she's a heel, I, I guess. I guess she's a heel. Uh, and then before we get to the main event, uh, Reggie is still 24-7 champion. Uh, right now, Drake Maverick, Drew Gulak, R-Truth, and... Um, 
Tozawa are all chasing after him. Uh, they're all trying to put together a plan to catch him and because he does his bar- parkour flippy flip nonsense. Um, so will he lose the... Will he still stay the 24-7 champion at the end of the night? I'm going to go with yes. I think he's going to um, still be the champion somehow or another. Uh, speaking of Reggie, though, I guess one other thing I should mention was that uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, kind of their whole thing blew up. They had a match on uh, Raw, and then Shayna Baszler injured Nia Jax, who will be out indefinitely. I don't know if she's legit hurt, or and this was just a storyline played out, or what, but um, they're no longer a team. They broke up. And then, main event of the evening, the only extreme rule match there is. I mean, technically, the triple threat match, there's no disqualifications because it's a triple threat match, so sort of. Which, at the end of the day, is not the same as what an extreme rules match is, I guess. But there's no... All the other matches don't have any um, stipulations to them, which is which is weird. They've gone, like, you know, in the past, all the matches did. Now, kind of scaled back on that in recent years. Uh, but uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman still taking on the demon Finn Balor. Will, will Brock Lesnar show up? It is an Extreme Rules match, after all. And get involved? I don't know. Again, the winner, I guess, defaces Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. I mean, they specifically have announced that it's Roman Reigns. And the whole thing has been between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But if Roman Reigns loses the title, wouldn't that then mean the demon Finn Balor? Um, faces, faces, um, uh, Brock Lesnar. I, I don't know. I mean, they fought before Finn Balor and Brock have fought before, but n- not the demon Finn Balor. Uh, but anyways, with all that said, I do still think Roman Reigns is going to win. Now, I, where does this leave Big E or Bobby Lashley or any of that? I don't, I really don't know. Um, they might add some stuff, uh, later. Uh, before the before the actual pay-per-view. I mean, we still got SmackDown tomorrow night, so they could add stuff there. They could add stuff just randomly like they tend to do online or in, during the bump or whatever. Um, uh, and, or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, we'll see what, what... I mean, they got to add more matches. They can't just have six matches, and there's got to be some more stuff added, i, I got to imagine. Um and the only other thing to note, I would say, is that The Miz is on Dancing with the Stars. I guess he was on on Monday. I don't know. I was watching football. And not even Raw. Like, if I was watching Raw and not The Miz, that would make more sense. But I, I missed the beginning of Raw, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it later. And then I was watching football. So I didn't... I don't know. I, I think he... I guess he did okay. I, I didn't hear they got eliminated, so... I think he's still on it. Or maybe they haven't eliminated yet, anyone yet. I don't really know how Dancing with the Stars works. I just know that he is on it this season. All right, so that's going to do it for turnbuckle time. Um, I guess that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, but, of course, I do. I would like to mention one last thing, and that is uh, Norm MacDonald passed away um, uh, a little bit over a week ago or so. Uh, I think. I forget exactly what day. I think it was last Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember the exact date. But, um, yeah, of course, SNL uh he was on SNL forever, did the weekend update until someone didn't like him doing the weekend update anymore. The story, I guess, was that um, uh, the person that was in charge of whatever division at NBC at the time that was kind of overseeing uh, Saturday Night Live um, was friends with OJ or something like that. And 
course, this was during, you know, all the OJ stuff that, you know, he was kind of the head news guy. So, of course, he was ripping on OJ a lot because, of course, you would at the time. Made sense. Um, and then um, basically told him not to rip on OJ anymore and he just didn't listen. Then they said, hey, all right, you're you're out. You're not doing the news anymore. So I remember him being still being on the show for a couple weeks, but not doing the news anymore. And then eventually he just left and was fired. Of course, then he came back like a season or two later and hosted, which was weird. I think the guy, whoever it was, had left by that point. That was the, the head of the guy that was, you know, in charge that had told him, you know, that basically fired him was gone by that point. Because then he, that was when he had this television show on ABC, which actually was a good show. I, I enjoyed the Norm MacDonald show. Um, or the Norm Show, I think it was called. Actually, I think it had. A, I think it was originally called Norm McDonald Show, and then it was called the Norm Show. Or maybe it was called the Norm Show, and then it was just called Norm. Uh, he also had that Minute with Stan Hooper show that never. I, I only watched like one episode. It, it wasn't very good, and apparently it was gonna go like a very get a have a very dark twist to it, and it just never got there. Um, uh, obviously, any anytime he was on Conan O'Brien or David Letterman it was always much must watch. He was always hilarious on those. I mean, the Courtney, Courtney Thorne Smith or whatever her name was from the Melrose Place was on that one time, and the carrot top stuff is just absolutely amazing. I felt bad for her, but like you know, it was like Norm Macdonald was just great. And then of course, there's Dirty Work, and and it was just crazy because me and my friends had watched Dirty Work probably a couple weeks before. Just just throw it on. I was like, oh, we gotta let's watch Dirty Work. It's a great movie. I love Dirty Work, so I just threw it on, and, just, and then a couple weeks later, you know, here's Norm MacDonald, he's, he's gone. Uh, I guess he was battling cancer for um, a number of years without kind of being very quiet about it. Kind of Chaswick Bozeman type, you know, situation where, like, no one really knew. Only a few people did or whatever, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then he had movie Screwed with Dave Chappelle and Danny DeVito came out a couple years after Dirty Work, and I just remember, remember I saw it in theaters and being like, you know, this movie's okay, but I kind of just want to watch Dirty Work. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Norm MacDonald, unfortunately, passed away. Of course, if you listen to my other podcast with the Rated R Mike Fascio, uh, the Very Drunken Podcast, which you can check out, the Very Drunken Podcast and all the uh, uh, those same uh, uh, podcast places you can check out this podcast as well. Um, our our opening is is the Norm MacDonald, is, is, sorry, it's from Dirty Work. Um is, uh, of course, has Chris Farley in there as well, who's also passed away as well, in that uh, that clip with the Pini Colada song. But um, in any event, uh, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. And uh, I guess that's gonna do it for today. Again, subscribe, like, and share all the all the stuff. YouTube, check me out on Instagram, all that stuff. You you already hear me with that whole spiel. Um, and uh, enjoy Extreme Rules on Sunday UFC tomorrow night. Again, we got the playoff uh, playoff race for. The, the down the stretch, the home stretch, the race for the pennant or wild card or whatever for the baseball coming up. Uh, obviously, football's uh, in full swing, and the baseball and oh, sorry, hockey and basketball are about to start up too. It's a lot of sports going on right now. It's fall, the rise of fall, as 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 I said earlier. For some reason, I like that the rise of fall. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, um, well, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do. I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. You believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this.
You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Except for the, except for the other thing. That hurts the most. But the lack of respect hurts the second most. Weaver, McKenna, you're free to go. Ridiculous.